You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the LaunchCast. I know we're getting serious today, but damn it, I love this music. It's the Launch Dad himself, George Andriopoulos, bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. We're talking leadership, we're talking business, we're talking life, and we're talking growth. And man, are we talking about some shit today right Fabrizio no time for the rest of the catchphrases thanks for joining me today guys I didn't know which direction to take this in today is a is a more somber episode but I I don't want it to be so much somber as it is about hope in the end and and I hope we can all see that by the end of the episode Today I was inspired to do this episode because of some stuff that's been going on in the news locally to me, some of it, and some of it uh, across on the other side of the globe that have, that's really been affecting me as of late, big time, as a, as a leader, as a man, as a father, as a, as a goddamn human being. I am uh, I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, I, I'm, I'm saddened. I'm, I'm angry. There's so many feelings that are going on right now, and I want to I want to shout uh, a couple of people and a couple of things that have affected this. So number one is I canceled all guests this week because this was too important. I wanted to get on my soapbox. I wanted to use this platform to to bring a monologue to discuss some of the things that have really been bothering me. And really, when I named this episode episode 112, I will stand up. It's because that's sort of when we talk about leadership in a nutshell, that's my definition of leadership. It is the people that will stand up and do something. There is an innate quality in leaders. It's in their DNA. It's in. I know it's in my DNA because I, there's something that takes over me when something is going on that is just out of control and ridiculous and and something inside of me starts burning and 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 i i can't even explain it my heart begins to burst uh like i can't contain all the blood inside of it you know anybody that's a leader that's really been affected by something i think can speak to that and understand that but yeah i will stand up it's the mantra of a leader it's amongst the sea of followers amongst the sea of of People and and not I don't want to say followers in a negative way. I want to say people that are just out there living their lives, and some people just don't have space for leadership in their lives, and that's okay because I don't think everybody can be a leader. But those of us that are leaders, we have the responsibility that when we get that burning feeling, when we get numb, when we get uh, over overflown with emotion, we need to say. I'll do it. I will stand up. That's what it means to be a leader. 
that responsibility as a leader means that you need to stand up and take control and get other people behind you to make a change in the world. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? Why are we calling ourselves leaders if we can't create some change? I will stand up the episode for Quaden Bales and Thomas Valva um, is something that just affected me. I have no ties to to these communities that these children represent. Thomas Valva is a was a child with autism who lost his life recently. Uh, Quaden Bales is a child that suffers from dwarfism that is in a in a viral video right now that's sweeping the internet that has suffered at the hands of bullying. And so these two stories have moved me so much. And I will say that I want to give a shout out to Sounds Like Autism, the SLA podcast, because they were individuals, Dave Thompson and Josh Mursky are individuals that represent the underrepresented. They they speak about the autism community and and in many ways on behalf of the autism community because Josh is on the autism spectrum. When I heard about Thomas Valva, and we'll get into the story in a minute for those that don't know, I reached out to Dave. It was late. I texted him. A buddy of mine, I was angry. I was super, super angry. And if you listen to their most recent episode, they actually tell this story. I want to share it with you guys now, and uh, we'll come back and talk about it. A few weekends ago, on a Saturday night, I think, I woke up to a text um, from George. George has, well, he was on the show, but... <laughs> It wasn't, uh, we didn't, we weren't recording by accident. So he hasn't made it on the show yet, but we talk about him all the time. George Andriopoulos, uh, he's a friend, he's a mentor, and he's the producer of the TEDx event that we did this past summer. But I, I woke up to this text from George. And George has nothing to do with the autism community except that he knows Josh and I. And he's a dad. And he's a local dad. He's a, he's a Long Island dad. And he was outraged. He was, he was pissed off. He was really, really upset. And uh, he's a sensitive guy like me and Josh. And, you know, ever since Ted and the journey that he went on with us, helping us prepare, he's been really invested in in neurodiversity and celebrating people's differences and, and understanding that this is a big societal issue that he wants to get behind. And we've been in talks with George about some ways in which we can, you know, put his talents and our talents um, towards creating some positive change locally and, and nationally. Um, but the reason why he was so upset is because he heard this news and um, he said, we have to do something and he's absolutely right. So I want to thank people like George who have nothing to do with this, but understand why it's so important. George does have a horse in the game. He's a dad. He's a Long Islander, right? And he's a person. <laughs> and he understands that Thomas was going to grow up to be a man just like George, just like Josh, just like me. And that opportunity is gone. For for what? You know, it, it's 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 really um, it's really disheartening sometimes. I was super angry, and I texted Dave. 
I was like, what are we going to do, man? We need to do something here. here. Here's what's going on. This is everything I've heard. It's all alleged right now. Um, but if it's true, it's fucking crazy. It's making me angry. There's a father who froze his son to death, his autistic son. Why? Because he couldn't understand his child's disability. Now, again, this is all alleged at the moment. I have to be safe in, in saying that because I'm pretty sure it's still going through the legal system. And I reached out to Dave and I was like, Dave, we need to do something, man. There's got to be something that we can do. We, we share multiple platforms that we can use to get out here, the podcasting, the public speaking. What can we do? And so the boys at SLA decided as a first step to really just bring it to the forefront and, and dedicate an episode to Thomas and Josh. My buddy Josh really spoke from the heart when he spoke to this travesty that happened. And, and it moved me. And so I was super excited to see that these guys who were in this community or representing this community were standing up and trying to do something. And I was kind of just saying, hey, let me, let me hang out and wait and see uh, what we can do together in order to, to create some change here. And then I'm sitting on the couch last night with my wife and a video pops up in my feed. Now, I want to share this video. This is a video that Quaden Bales' mother had shared after a bullying incident at his school. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up here because I'm not ashamed to say that I watched this and I was pouring tears on the couch. And I'm a big mush to begin with, but this broke my heart. It broke my heart watching this for a lot of reasons that we'll talk about, but I want to play this video first. I'm going to play it in its entirety. I'm going to give you guys a trigger warning here because this is uh, some powerful shit. This is a child who has been bullied and he's upset and he is angry and he is sad and he is experiencing the range of emotions right now and he is talking suicidal talk. There's a mother who is outraged and is trying to protect her child and doesn't know what to do next. And so it's a really emotional video, so I want to share it with you guys now. And uh, we'll come back and talk about it. So I've just picked quite my son up from school, witnessed a bullying episode, rang the principal, and I want people to know, parents, educators, teachers, this is the effect that bullying has. This is what bullying does. So can you please educate your children, your families, your friends? Because all it takes is for one more instant and you wonder why kids are killing themselves. Give me a right now. I'm freaking stab myself in the heart. You watch me. Even you don't care when I'm looking at you. You don't even do anything. And this is good. And this is the impact bullying has on a nine-year-old kid that just wants to go to school, get an education and have fun but every single freaking day, something happens. Another episode, another bullying, another taunt, another name calling. So is there 
any advice or support or anything that other parents or you know families have done to help raise disability awareness and education within the school so that this doesn't happen. I've got some good advice, but I need more because this is the effect of bullying. This is what it's doing. And I want people to know how much it is hurting us as a family. I want people to educate their children. The whole anti-bullying shit isn't working. And I've got a son that is suicidal almost every single day. Every time there's a triggering... Anything that happens at school or in public, which is almost every time we're in public and we're about to head into a shopping centre now. And I wish that I could record everything that every instant when we're in public or have a hidden camera so that people could see. And this is the side that I don't choose to share I, I choose to keep this private but we can't do it anymore we try to be as strong and positive as possible and only share the highlights but this is how bullying affects a nine-year-old kid and I've got to constantly keep my eye on him because of the suicide attempts this is what bullying does people I've already called the school. I've, it's been several times. Every time there's a new kid that's not aware of Quaden's condition, it's bullying. So we just went to pick him up and we saw a student patting him on the head and making fun of his height. And I said, do you want me to do something about it? He ran to the car in hysterics because he doesn't want me to make a scene at the school and God knows I will. Me and his sister were there and we wanted to do something right there and then but he wanted to come home and now we have to deal with this. And I feel like I'm failing as a parent. I feel like the education system's failing. It is bloody hot as hell. And he was just on the basketball court having fun with the Brisbane Bullets. And it's the constant bullying, the name calling, like obviously pointing out his difference. So now we have... I had to cut that off. You get the idea, guys. What a, what a, a powerful video in so many ways. I'm going to start speaking about Quaden. And then I'm going to move on to Thomas because I think they both deserve their fair share in this conversation. I, I'm speaking to you right now as just a man. I, I am not using my position uh, as, a, as, a, as a father, as a leader, as a business owner, none of that. I'm speaking to you as a human being with some shred of decency in my soul. What, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? That boy is nine years old. That boy is nine years old. I have a nine-year-old boy at home. I have an 11-year-old girl at home. And I know I'm a sensitive dude, but if my child came home 
in hysterics like that on a daily basis, my heart would be shattered into pieces, shattered into pieces. I couldn't imagine how my child would feel in that position. And I don't want to imagine it because it's too hard to imagine. I think that a lot of people need to look at these situations and do the hard thing. Imagine it's their child. Imagine it's their nephew, their friend. Imagine it's just a, a kid. And think about what are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching other people? What kind of examples are we setting in this world? None of that is okay. None of that is okay from a lot of perspectives, from the perspective that it happens every day. Other children are bullying this child every day because he is different. That's coming from the parents, dude. I'm sorry. That is coming straight from the fucking parents, and you need to do a better job at teaching your children how to be human beings because it is unacceptable. I don't give a shit what year it is. I don't care if it's 1965 or 2020. At no time ever should that be an acceptable practice. I don't care how old school, new school you are. We are talking about human fucking beings here. And at no time should that behavior be acceptable. At no time should a human being ever have to feel like this. Ever, ever, let alone a nine-year-old child who is struggling to find their place in the world, a nine-year-old child who is struggling with a disability, a nine-year-old child that is struggling to fit in. Look, I'm a white 40-year-old business owner with two children and a wife. And I live in the suburbs and I am a privileged man and I grew up with no disabilities and I still went through some shit when I was a kid. I still had some bullying that went on. And do you know how that affected me? We talk about my past all the time. We talk about 10 years ago when I was Captain Shithead and it took me all this time and all this pain to go through what I had to go through in my life in order to become the man that I am now. Guess what? Some of that bullying, some of that shit that went on when I was a kid had a lot to do with that person that emerged in my 20s and through my early 30s. Because when you are bullied, you become angry. And if you have the ability later on, you turn around and you become a bully to compensate for the bullying that was done to you. That child is very angry. God willing, this child gets through his childhood without harming himself. He's going to have a long way to go before he starts forgiving other people for what has been done to him. And if he goes down the wrong path, you will see one of the angriest people that you have ever come across. I see that in that child's face. I went through it. I know tons of people that have gone through it. We need to do better. I went through this shit and I had no disability and I went through it. And the amount of shit that I have gone through in my life that was sparked by some of that, I don't wish on anybody. 
And so that's what we have to look at when we make decisions. And guys, I'm not trying to be on my soapbox here. I know this is a totally different kind of episode. I needed to get that out because now we need to look at the light. We need to look at the leadership standpoint here. If we are leaders or we aspire to be leaders, how do we prevent this from happening? How do we aspire to rise above this? Will you fucking stand up and you say, I will stand up and I will help? How will you help? Doesn't fucking matter. Just stand up and get out there and ask questions and start conversations. And I guarantee you will make some kind of change. There are people that are listening to this that are going to think that I'm riding the wave of a viral video and attaching some kid's name to my podcast so that I can get a few ratings. And that's fine. That's fine. Because those people, they don't get it. They do not understand and they are not leaders because they are small-minded and they are thinking about the micro and not the macro. I didn't have a guest on today which could have gotten me higher downloads, higher viewership than just an episode with me. My last episode that had just me on it, the Mamba episode, didn't do amazingly in terms of viewership and downloads at all. But it's something I was passionate about, and I stood up and I said something. And now I'm standing up and I'm saying something again. So what I'm telling you guys is if you're looking for that secret sauce for leadership – Find something that matters to you and stand up and help to fix it, help to make it better. There is no big secret here, guys. I started becoming a better person because I started standing up for the things that mattered to me, my family, my community, my work, and it grew from there. And there is so much love in my heart now because I have opened myself up to that passion. And is it all rainbows and Skittles all the time? Absolutely not. It is not. Watching that video, I was sobbing uncontrollably for six and a half minutes last night. My wife had to sit down behind me and just hug me and not say a word until I stopped because it hurt me so deeply to watch a child like that because I watch him and I just see my son. I see my daughter. I see a helpless child that is trying to figure out how to survive in this world and he's lost. And how's he going to find his way back if we don't help him? There are celebrities that have stood up for this. So a great video from Hugh Jackman. The, kid, the child actually happens to be based in Australia. Hugh Jackman put out a video on Twitter speaking to the child. Just like, hey, man, I'm here. You got a friend in me. That's it. That's it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There's a whole bunch of people that put videos out for this child uh, just in support. And that's where it starts. And now I think what's happened over the last 24 hours in terms of the support this kid's gotten uh, it is incredible. I've seen some other videos. I'll let you guys just Google it for yourselves and, and check it out. But he's going to start feeling better. And if he starts getting the support that he needs, maybe he can get out of this situation and stop being bullied. Maybe those children that are bullying him over his dwarfism 
Maybe they'll get a talking to, finally, a long-deserved talking to. And they'll be told that their behavior is unacceptable and that they need to fix themselves. When you see a child, a nine-year-old child, that is threatening suicide, that is looking at that camera and is so angry that he is grabbing at his own throat, trying to rip his throat open. That is unacceptable. I'm going to switch cameras for this so you can see how, for those of you that are looking at me right now, that is unacceptable. Parents, children, no. Fix your shit. Fix your shit. The LaunchCast is sponsored today by the Leadership Experience, a coaching masterclass. Intentional, unconventional, thoughtful leadership from keynote speaker, CEO, nonprofit board member, and TEDx executive producer, George Andriopoulos. Hey, that's me. Guys, the music's getting louder, which either means that this is a can't-miss epic course or that Fabrizio fell asleep at the controls again. Registration opens on February 1st, and we are beginning on March 1st. This music is so damn loud, and that means it's going to be amazing, and Fabrizio's pay is definitely getting docked this week. Join us, the Leadership EXP, for details. You don't want to miss this. I want to talk a little bit about Thomas Falva. It's another one that got me. Thomas Falva is an autistic boy who is eight years old or was eight years old. He was allegedly dragged down a staircase by his father's fiance two days before his passing in their home after soiling his pants and then pushed into the bitterly cold garage as the fiance sent video links to Thomas's father, who was out of the house and working as a police officer, by the way. When that fiancé later texted that Thomas was not looking too good with the camera showing him shaking on the garage floor and needing to go to the bathroom, the father, Michael Valva, allegedly responded, fuck the piece of shit, Thomas. He's not going anywhere. Long and short of it is they abused this child and his middle brother, who I believe is also autistic or has a learning disability. Don't quote me on that because of their disabilities, because they could not understand them, because this father could not open his fucking mind and heart enough to listen to his children and understand that they're trying to tell you something, but they don't necessarily have the tools to tell you exactly how you're equipped to hear it. And so the answer would have been, get some new fucking tools so you can actually hear what they're saying. But what happened instead was this person used his rage and anger to take his frustrations out on his two children, consistently punishing them, torturing them, traumatizing them. I think the camera in the surveillance cameras in the, in the home, the camera for the garage was labeled boy's room because of how many times they had been punished by being put into the garage. The freezing cold garage. I'm not going to get into all the details of this, guys. You look it up, Thomas Valva. It was a little bit of a cover-up. The boy died. The 
father said that he collapsed in the driveway waiting for the bus. That wasn't the case at all. They tried to hide the freezing by putting him into a warm bath for a while before they uh, eventually called the police. The boy's temperature, I believe, was 76 degrees when they found him after the warm bath. I'm not going to go on another rant. Uh, This is... It's just way too powerful. I'd like to take this opportunity to now to change the conversation. I've talked to you about leadership and how I think we should look at leadership in our places in the world. We know how this could have been avoided, but the fact of the matter is that this happened. Thomas Falva is dead. Quaden Bales has been bullied and is traumatized. A hundred times over. A thousand times over. I don't even know the details of it. The fact is that this happened. And so now, how do we move forward and create some change here? How do we take these situations, honor these people that have been hurt, but learn in order to grow as a people? That's the real challenge here. Now, this is one out of thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts. And in fact, it's not a super entertaining episode in terms of we don't have a guest on today. It's just me. You guys listening to my boring voice today. I'm not even in launch dad mode. I'm in in actually dad mode, not launch dad mode. Two different things. And even though this isn't going to be heard by a lot of people, I know the quality people that listen to this show. It's change makers. You're listening to this show because something inside of you at some point has said to you, it's time to become a leader. I want to learn how other leaders think. I want to learn how other leaders operate. And so that's always the goal of the show is we bring a guest on to talk about what their leadership has been like, what their life story has been, how they evolved into the leaders that they are today. You've heard my story of my evolution. You heard a little more today about my past. You've heard that because I was bullied, it turned me into a bully for a very, very long time. Impulsive reactions, always reactionary. Never proactive, always reactive. That was me. And it took two children to soften my heart and get me to realize that I need to wake the fuck up and fix my shit. And I've done that and I, and I continue to work on that. So the question is, how do we wake everybody else up? How do we wake up those people that are out there not caring? That are out there not standing up when something like this happens? It's great for us all to pull together and to send thoughts and prayers and send good vibes out. But somebody has to stand up and do something. And so let me talk a little bit about my next few months of my life um, and what I plan to do. And I hope this might spark something in you. I'm going to make sure that I use every single tool at my arsenal to make sure that people are aware 
of these situations. I have surrounded myself with like-minded people, positive, like-minded people, change makers, that when I make the call and say, guys, I need help, they will be there in a second. And I would not trade my friends and my, my tribe for anything in the world. Because when you put yourself in a position to make change, that means that you have put yourself in a tribe of change makers. And that is one of the most important things. And so I'm going to lean on my tribe. I have quite a few talks coming up over the next few months. I'm going to be traveling, doing a lot of keynotes. Going to be going to a couple of parts of Florida. I'm going to be going to San Diego. I'm going to potentially be going to Chicago and a few other destinations over the next few months. And I'm going to have a stage. And I'm going to make sure that when I talk leadership, that I will mention these names. I have a keynote in Miami on April 3rd, specifically speaking to C-level executives, big power people. And I'm gonna talk to them about their obligation and responsibility as leaders to not just worry about their fucking pockets and to worry about making this place better for our children. I have the TEDx Farmingdale platform. I am the executive producer and organizer of TEDx Farmingdale. Our theme this year, the truth. We're gonna be making an announcement about the date soon, but the event is set. We are moving forward. How am I gonna use that tool? I'm gonna get out there. I am going to recruit speakers that will blow the fucking roof off of that place where I will fill it with a thousand change makers that are watching. And I'm gonna make sure that we have millions and millions and millions of views on our videos on YouTube. And we're gonna get the word out there to create change. I'm gonna work closely with my tribe. I got my boys at SLA, Dave and Josh. We're gonna cook something up together. Dave and I specifically have something happening in the coming year. I don't want to give too many details, but you know what? Damn it. This is a good time to, to give a little teaser of what's happening. Dave and I get on that stage. We do public speaking. We, we, we try to influence others through our words. I've been doing it a little bit longer than Dave, but Dave is... Uh, quickly coming up, man. He's going to do some good things. And so I sat down with Dave and I said, Hey, I was in a situation recently that made me uncomfortable within the autism community. And I don't like that. I was uncomfortable. I want to change that. And I have an idea. And Dave, of course, being Dave said, let's do it, man. Whatever it is, I'm behind you. And the Cliff's notes of it is that we're going to be creating a platform. We're going to be creating a stage for the underheard. We're going to be creating a stage for the voiceless and giving them a stage not too dissimilar from what we do with Ted, but in a little bit of a different way. We're going to adapt to the autism community and we're going to create a stage for some really special individuals to get up on a stage and show us what they got talent show style, but with words. 
We want the voiceless to be heard. And so that's the goal of that project. I'm going to be working with the Special Olympics in May. Special Olympics is coming to my hometown of Farmingdale. And my good buddy is in charge of the whole thing. And I quickly volunteered to help out. That's what I'm doing. What are you going to do? How will you stand up? That is my challenge to you guys. This isn't a boast. I'm not trying to list the amazing things that George Andriopoulos is doing. I'm trying to show you that even though I have a busy life, I have businesses to run, I have a family to raise. I make the time for this because I don't know any other way. Because moments like last night, when I was weeping uncontrollably and my heart felt like it was going to explode and my wife had to sit behind me and comfort me, moments like that are the moments where I know that I was born to do great things and to help people because I was in so much pain watching Quaden's video that I knew I needed to do something. Now, I don't know if what I'm doing is going to make a dent in this world, but it's going to make a dent regardless. It's going to help change one person's mind, at least. And if I can do that, fucking A, then I'm doing my job. This episode isn't meant to be a a traumatizing episode. This isn't meant to be something that is going to throw shock value onto your speakers in order to get you to to do something that you don't want to do. What this is meant to do is this is meant to activate the people that might want to do something. The people that might have some underlying leadership that they haven't found yet that have been just dangling on that wire. They've been waiting for that moment. They know that there's something inside of them And I'm challenging you to activate that leadership now. I am always available for anybody. You reach out to me. You have an idea that will change the world. Let's do it. Let's get out there and do it. It's what I'm here for. And so I want to say that I am so lucky right now to have this platform. I have been... Over the past 12 weeks, it has been 12 weeks. This is episode 112, and I will say that I am really proud of what we have done here with the LaunchCast. We have talked to some amazing guests. The the messages that I get week after week from you guys are so incredible, and I thank you for acknowledging what I'm trying to do here. I thank you for trying to, to join the tribe. Um, I thank you for just being people of value in this world that recognize the value that I'm trying to put forth. And I I feel so lucky to have this platform to be able to speak to you all. Um, Lord knows I love speaking. You all know it. And if I can speak and use the words that I'm saying for good, how lucky am I? So it's time for you guys to stand up. Any guidance you need, I'm here. Reach out to my tribe. Reach out to your tribe. Get your own tribe if you don't have one. 
and figure out how to stand up for the underheard, the underserved, and just get out there and do something. I appreciate you allowing me to stand on my soapbox for the last however long it's been. We're not going to make this a crazy long episode. I appreciate you allowing me to stand on my soapbox and and speak to you in this way, one-on-one, honest truth. I want it to be so real with you. There's no big three this week. There's no spark moment of the week because this is the spark moment of the week. The spark moment of the week is the spark moment that has been a theme in my life. I will stand up. Anytime I've done something good in my life, it's because I stood up. I stood up for something, for someone, for myself. Those have been the spark moments in my life. And so this week's spark moment of the week is this episode. Create your own spark moment. The spark moments, as we talk about, they are those moments that you look back on that were the pivotal moments in your life that sparked change. Whether they were good or bad, something happened. You sparked some kind of change and went down a path because of that moment. Now, I hope all your spark moments are good, and I hope this could be a good spark moment for you guys. Let's get something done, guys. We can't see more kids like Thomas Valva and Quaden Bales out there. We can't. It's not what this world is about. Ooh, the Big Talk Academy, our newest sponsor. Guys, you have a story to tell. You want to make an impact, and damn it, you are ready for more. I know all about this journey. You see yourself on that big stage, so what are you waiting for? I know you're ready to take that big stage, and you are probably freaking out about how to do it, but relax. The Launch Dad's about to tell you how to do it. And if I'm the Launch Dad, then this lady right here that I'm going to talk about has got to be the Big Talk Mama because she has helped to bring to life more talks on big stages that you could possibly imagine. Award-winning director, speaker coach, and producer Trisha Brooke, she founded the Big Talk Academy and she founded it for you. This is a 12-week virtual certification program and she's going to teach you how to identify your big idea, craft your big talk, and learn to pitch like a boss. She and the other members are going to support you along the way and I know all about this community, guys. It's incredible. And they're going to help you realize your dream of becoming a sought-after speaker. In Trisha's community, you might be on the big stage by yourself, but you are never alone. Group calls twice a month. You can ask Trisha anything and get the support that you need to take things to the next level. Guys, the Big Talk Academy, it's waiting for you, and so are your big stages. Let's do it. Thanks for joining me, guys. Back next week with an awesome episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Remember to follow us. All that stuff's going to be on the post. Check out the show notes for any important links. You know the drill, right? Later, guys. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black hole. Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.